it's Christmas time in the city. Hello. Uh, That's my uh, one and a half year old daughter. Say hi. Hi. Say Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're just really like tiny drunk adults. That's all they really are. Try it one more time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Good job. Happy holidays. Welcome to this episode of OHP Uncut. One of my favorite songs out right now is Edamame. I wish that song was longer. It's like two minutes of heaven, though. Like a minute and a half, actually, of heaven. Edamame, Baby No Money, uh, and Rich Brian, who is an absolutely ridiculous rapper from Indonesia. And that's who we're talking to today. Whether Charlotte likes it or not, subscribe to the podcast. That's how you can win a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artists. Tonight, Rich Brian on OHP Uncut. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. What up, man? What up, dude? Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time, bro. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Nice. What were you doing before we interrupted you? What was a typical day in your life like? What were you doing before we jumped on? I was, uh, I was just with my parents. My parents are in town right now, so I was just with mm-hmm. them in the kitchen cooking some stuff. Yeah, did you guys do like a big Thanksgiving? Uh, no, we didn't do a big Thanksgiving. Um, I, I spent it with my girlfriends, like family friends, and my, my parents were just chilling at home. But um, we we just they just cook for me a lot, uh, especially like you know this is the first time in America, so it's like you know they they want to just take this opportunity to just be here and just cook for me, I'll make a lot of Indonesian food because when I'm when when they're not here, I just miss Indonesian food all the time. So yeah, yo, whenever I'm in Amsterdam, I eat Indonesian food. They have the best Indonesian food in Amsterdam. Oh and- yeah, I bet. I bet, yeah. Amster- There's a lot of Indonesian people in Amsterdam. They have something called uh, rice stuffle. You know what that is? Well, what's it called? It's called rice stuffle. And oh, the reason you probably don't know about it is because it's Dutch. It's not really Indonesian. Yeah, they only do it there. Yeah, I, I've not heard of that at all. So what it is is, uh, the translation is rice table. But what it is really is they bring like a little mini buffet over to your table. Oh, now, Okay. You know what you're doing in Amsterdam and why you might be hungrier than normal. And that shit hits exactly like you need it to. Because oh it's like, because <laughs> it's like 30 different little foods that are all like unique and amazing. And you just sit there and get super extra stuff. Yeah, that's, that sounds amazing in Amsterdam. That's crazy. That, that, that sounds about right though. Indonesia likes to, to, to bring out like buffets of food on the table. That's definitely you say this is their uh, first time in the United States? Yeah. Holy shit! What do they think? They they love it. They love they they feel home here already, and they've been here for like a month now. Um, I think uh, we're gonna spend Christmas together, and yeah, it's gonna be cool. But they they love everything. They they love walking. They walk so much, and every time I'm just you know I I have like my own thing going on, so I'm always like worried about what they're gonna do because they don't really, they're very new to this country. They don't speak English much. So I'm always like, hey, you know, where do you want to go? Like, do you want me to go with you? Like, you know, do you want me to get you an Uber or whatever? They're always just like, nah, we're, we're good. We're just going to walk. So, <laughs> where do you yeah. live, LA? I do. I live in LA, yeah. There's some good parts to walk in LA. There's some other parts you probably don't want mom and dad strolling down in the middle of Exactly. Night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So this is all like, why is why are they just now coming here? I mean, you've been here since what, like twenty seventeen? You when you moved to LA, right? 
Yeah, 2017. Um, it all it all just happened so fast. I think you know, I when I first kind of when I first got signed, it took a year for me to even get a visa. So once you know I got my visa, I went there by myself. I, I went there with a friend of mine, and you know, but I was the only one in my family that went to America. So I think in the beginning it was just me first here for like the first few years, and then that was when my parents started to think like, oh, we should we should try to get our visas. And they wanted to get their visas like around the time Coachella was supposed to happen last time. And that's when they got it because they were, they basically just told them like, hey, I'm just going to watch my son perform at Coachella. And then they, they got it really fast. But then COVID happened. So we didn't we didn't see each other for like two years. And then, you know, recently they finally came and and watched me uh, they watched me perform at uh head in the clouds so that was really cool yeah now where are mom and dad during that performance are they like back on the side of the stage or are they like up front you know getting high with everyone else (laughs) uh they were they were in the side of the stage but with for for everyone like for the other performances they were just like in the vip session or or even in the in the ga section they were just getting lit (laughs) <laughs> what, what what kind of things have they said to you about the things that they see at, at shows like that <laughs> and your performances <laughs> um they they were very proud so you know that was really cool it was very cold and i i remember they were like going out to the crowd and like getting like getting drinks and stuff to like warm themselves up because it's funny because they never drink but oh, they, they, they told me they feel very young when they're out there in the crowd. So. <laughs> Yo, that's the best. That that's is the, the best. best. Yeah. Do you ever see other people, like, do you ever look down in the audience and you see people and you're like, what are they doing here? I would not expect them to be here. But, yo, they're rocking out. They're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've seen that a lot, especially this one time in Chicago. I was at House of Blues, I think. It was uh, at this venue. And I feel like it was, I'm not sure if it was like, just they were my actual fans or they were like the the fans parents but they were like in the bar area and whenever i'm performing they were actually like getting lit to it they they were like turning it up and like dancing to my songs and they were like very old and that was really really cool to see what what did they ever like uh your parents ever listen to like the words of your songs and discover things about you that they probably didn't know unless they listen to your music and did they come to you and ask you about things like that I, I, I've definitely had those moments when I was first starting out. Nowadays, they don't really, they don't really like talk to me much about the lyrics anymore, but I think, I think they definitely do, do like, you know, like they, they, they see what I say and then they, they do like kind of research and like try to translate like, you know, what am I saying here and there? Uh, because I feel like it's, it's kind of like reading my diary a little bit. It's like, it's like a public diary that I have. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they still read it, but I remember back then, you know, I used to say wild stuff in my songs and I, and I think, I feel like I've calmed down a little bit, but I think back then, like my mom was asking certain things and I'm like, oh, I, I just said it as a joke. So, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't mean that shit. I don't mean that at all. So, yeah. Uh, but like a song like New Tooth, like they can listen to that and they, they, I don't know, feel concerned for you in a certain way sometimes with this, with with lyrics like that. Um, uh, they, I think at this point they know that, you know, it's just, it's just music. So they, they're just very supportive most of the time. 
Especially in YouTube, it's like it's a lot of words to process. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. What about with uh with Edamame? Like this this track, this is unique for you to to really be on a track like this. I mean, this doesn't sound like a whole lot of songs you've been on before. How did it come to be? Uh yeah, absolutely. That that was uh through you know just like me and Baby No Money talking. We've been talking since you know maybe about like a year before the song actually happened but you know we've been trying to make songs but you know we never really met up so there there hasn't been like a good time or you know a good song to to work off of but you know i was we were all we all just happened to be in la and then a friend of mine a mutual friend of ours his name is down pistols who he he he, he like produced the beat he sent me the song that already had baby no money's part on it and i was he was like do you want to get on this and i was like I heard it and I was like instantly like absolutely I want to get on this. This is great. So the next day I went to the studio, did my parts, and then um I after that just like went to the studio and just like, you know, recorded it. And then the next day I met up with Baby No Money and Diamond Pistol was the producer. Uh and that was my first time meeting him and, and we kind of like arranged the whole song and then did the final arrangement there. And he like recorded some extra parts, so that was it. It came very organically, and then I think a week or two later we did the video, so that was really cool. The first time I heard it, someone uh, someone said it to me, and they're like, "You got to hear this shit," and I'm like, "This has to be played on this radio show." I fucking <laughs> sorry for all the the f bombs and, and s bombs. Oh no, you're good. I I'm just I'm just on extra cautious mode because that's you know usually radio shows are very profanity sensitive. <laughs> and you're like then this guy comes on I have someone in charge specifically to take care of that shit don't worry about it amazing <laughs> sounds good and today they're quite busy but when I get excited that's how I get man and like, <laughs> when I first heard this song it, it immediately I, I loved it immediately um, I wish it was longer that's the thing man that's two minutes yeah. like, I gotta put that on repeat every time man that's I know that one yeah, that's 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 usually how, how songs are these days. Like songs that go big, they're like one minute, thirty seconds. No, hundred percent they are. Crazy. Yeah, a minute and a yeah. half, two minutes, and that's it. Why do you think yeah. that is? I think I think uh either to get more streams or because people just have low attention spans and yeah. they wanna kind of like cater to that. I'm not sure. Have you that's what I that's what I thought, low attention span, but shit, when you hear a song like that, I just wanna hear it over and over again. Exactly. Um, so, have you had a chance to perform it in front of anyone? I did. I, I performed it uh, at Head in the Clouds, and that was really cool. Baby No Money was supposed to come out, but he had COVID, so he couldn't, unfortunately. But there was, uh, I hired, like, dancers that were dressed as edamame. Like, they, they were, like, in green, uh, like, amazing, pee, like, pea costumes. And it was, like, it was it was really fun. People, people love the dancers. Is there a deep meaning behind it, or am I just missing it? Uh, I think, uh, you know, the whole edamame idea that was, that came from Baby No Money. And I think he, when like seeing his process of making music, he really doesn't give a shit. Like he just, he just kind of does whatever comes to his mind. And I think that's, that's really cool to me just because I, I'm very like meticulous and like I overthink sometimes when I make music. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. You know, I just, try to like do some deep shit every time I make something or like find some deeper meaning. Sometimes I do shit for fun too, like edamame, but you know, he, he seems to just like have fun 
with it all the time. And I think that's what, that's what this song is about. I think that comes through in the video too, man. It just seems yeah. like you all just having fun. Absolutely. Well, yeah. what, like, how did that happen? Like, what was it like? Well, we'll put on some night outfits and we'll. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, that was, that was, uh, that all happened. That all came to fruition through a text conversation between me and him. Uh, we were just talking about, you know, cause he, he's from Canada and he was in LA at the time. So he was like, we should shoot the video while I'm still here. And then I was like, yeah, uh, who do you think should direct it? And then he was like, um, on, oh, I, I know these, these dudes that like do my video all the time. So they sent me this treatment. Um, he was like, yo, we should do like, we should dress up as like armor, like, like armor suit, like nice shining armor type, type shit. And I was like, <laughs> I'm absolutely down for that. And so he sent me the treatment and then I saw the name and, it, and the, the, the director's name is the Reggie's. And I was like, I know these guys. I was like, how did you know these guys? So we, it's, it's also like a mutual friend. So the whole, the whole process of the song just felt very like the homies making stuff. So it was really fun. God, I love that that really is the story behind it because that's how it comes off and how it feels. So it's good to know that's legit what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's something beautiful about that. What are your plans um, for the holidays then? You're just going to chill with the parents in LA or what? Yeah, just going to show up with the parents, you know, uh, I'm going to take them places, go to Universal one of these days, and uh, what else? Uh, I'm going to New York pretty soon, and for like for like four or five days, uh, I, I have a show with Baby No Money, actually, I'm just kind of showing up as a, I don't, I, I think I'm a surprise guest, I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just doing that, and then yeah, coming, coming back, making stuff. And you know, shooting shooting music videos, whatnot. Yeah. So what you're doing New Year's Eve? I have no idea. But my parents will be here this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for a walk and then go inside and watch the ball drop on TV like good boys and girls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you for your time, man. Much appreciated. Obviously, Thank you. Uh, we'll play Edamame and and I love New Tooth as well, man. Congratulations. Thank you so um, much, man. On all your success. I know you've worked very hard, so uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you so much, I really appreciate the support. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.